0: These ungrateful players making millions of dollars can recognize our troops in great country by standing for a minute and a half? Disgusting.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, would you rather have people marching in the streets with tiki torches demanding a whites-only nation or silent sports stars quietly exercising their First Amendment rights to protest? Well,
0: unfriend me if you think kneeling for the anthem is okay.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first inaugural episode of Unfriend Me. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, and this is episode zero, because that sounds cool, I guess. Hi, Justin.
0: Oh, hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, uh, this is a, a new show, and uh, I'm really, really pumped about it, because I think it's kind of based on something that I we've all known But nobody uh, really wants to kind of delve into, which is how far into the loop of insanity we've gone in terms of political and cultural discourse. Mm. Uh, and, And it's something that we talk about a lot and we've talked about a lot on the morning stream. But. I think that there is a there there is there is work to be done. We have we have gotten fat and lazy as an in internet culture when it's come to discussing the most important topics of the day, which sometimes aren't all that important at all. And and
1: uh, I'm I'm pumped to do this show. I am as well. So uh, you you laid it out pretty well, but to give a, some additional context here, and if you've heard us on TMS, you kind of probably already have an idea of what this might look and sound like. Uh, moving forward. But the plan is to talk about the 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 biggest cultural rifts of the day, whatever those may be. If it's yeah. modern day Nazis, if it's uh, Black Lives Matter, if it's kneeling at the football game, which is today's topic, which uh, is going to be super interesting, whatever it may be, whatever dumb thing or great thing, depending on your point of view, is being discussed during the day, instead of it being a headline and outrage, it is a little fake outrage at the top of the show. And then us really digging deep into these topics. Now, some of these are going to be very controversial. Maybe all of them will be. uh, To the point that there are going to be people in this audience who are watching live and listening live who are going to have big disagreements with us or one of us or both of us or have a completely different point of view we hadn't thought of. And you may be somebody we completely disagree with. But you are officially encouraged to play along. And by doing that, a little bit later in the show, you're going to call us. 801-285-9395. That's 801-285-9395. You'll see that right there on your screen if you're watching live. Uh, For those people who are listening to this at home, this is a show you're going to want to turn out live for whenever you can. Uh, And we plan on doing this right around 11 a.m. Pacific time every Tuesday morning uh, right here at frogpants.tv. So all of that being said, there are no rules. You don't have to adhere to some sort of uh, swear standards. Uh, if you say something we really don't like, we'll just hang up on you. Um, if you have a thought, great call in. If you have, if you just want to call and yell the N word, at the top of your lungs, probably not going to keep that call in the show. We're yeah. not going to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So what we're looking for is discourse, but we know that can get heated and we're totally cool with that. That's not a problem. I just want people to understand the, the borders of what is, uh, acceptable have broadened out some. Uh, so that you guys yeah. can just let it fly, because this is part of the part of what I think this show uh, show's job will be for me and for listeners is a place where we can really let it explode, like let yeah. it out there, throw it at the wall, see what sticks, what doesn't, and not be afraid to not have a conversation about it. You said something earlier today. We don't have to reiterate the whole thing, but it really uh, s- struck me, which is. Uh, we got to stop slipping deeper and deeper into our own echo chambers and not knowing what the rest of the world is talking about. The yep. more that happens, the less understanding there is, the less your side has a chance of winning, if that's your goal. Uh, the less chance you have of even understanding who the enemy is in your mind, uh, because now you've just got a cartoon version that doesn't make any sense yep. anymore. So that, that is the kind of um, underpinning foundation of what we're trying to do. And Uh, and this is a great
0: topic to start with, in my opinion, because it is something that either side is interested in talking about what the other side thinks about this issue. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has found these very, very safe spaces to stand up on their soapbox and uh, declare themselves right. And whether or not that is objectively true is irrelevant when now this has become... The top story in almost all political spheres and sports uh, spheres, as uh, you know, the, the Trump situation, uh, you know, sort of uh, blew it up. And this going
1: so, on prior to the game. Oops, sorry, this has auto playing video. Wonderful. Kaepernick okay, Kaepernick okay. hold on, Weiss- I can't. There we go. Sorry, Justin, continue on with what you were saying.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Let Let's start here. Uh Scott what do you know about this issue? Like right. what, what do you know about the beginnings, the origins of this issue?
1: All right. So of the two of us I think I'm the one that reacts the most uh brazenly when I hear something I think is a an a, an offense to humanity. So when I sure. heard that uh that players and this is some time ago, even prior to this election, uh I I'd heard of NFL players. A sport I like. Yeah. I love football, but I'm usually kind of a playoff Super Bowl kind of guy. I don't really follow the rest Got of the you. season that tightly. So, so that's important, I think, for context. Um, I like Green Bay Packers. That's you know the Forty Nine ers were cool back in the day. That's my football right there, and I like yeah. I like video game football. I like to play Madden now and again. So sure. that's kind of where I'm at. And I had heard of these players uh, specifically, Colin Kaepernick uh, kneeling. Colin
0: Kaepernick. What yeah, I but say? Let's go. What I say? Kaepernick. I think you said Kaepernick, <laughs> uh, uh, like
1: he was uh, some sort of Russian scientist, but that's fine. Yeah, Kaepernick. Uh, so he. Uh, I never say it right. He kneels during the uh, the national right. anthem, and he did so it. Let's, or go ahead, go ahead. Let's
0: let's actually go a little bit before that. So uh, right. this begins in the preseason of 2016. Colin Kaepernick is at that point battling for the starting job of the San Francisco 49ers. He had previously been to a Super Bowl and came uh, really within one pass of winning it under the tutelage of John Harbaugh or Jim sorry Jim Harbaugh, their old coach. Management has a fight with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh leaves. And now Colin Kaepernick, this once thought to be uh, explosive, amazing future of the league kind of quarterback now is in this absolute mess of a morass in San Francisco. He was also thought to be kind of a a, a bit of a uh, not not a a pretty boy or anything, but sort of apart from a lot of the players in the league, which was why it was extremely uh, surprising when during the preseason. He began sitting for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. He never really released a press release about it, but beat reporters noticed that he was sitting and asked him about it. And this is what he said, quote, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football. And it would be selfish on my part to look the other way when there are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Important to note that the context of this is around when Ferguson was certainly more of a, uh, a, a big deal, uh, and, and we have, you know, it was, it was in the midst of Trayvon Martin and, and a lot of, uh, of anger in the black community toward police officers. Right. Uh, this then evolves when Kaepernick meets with a, a former Green Beret, Nate Boyer, who also used to play for the Seattle Seahawks who had a discussion with him about his relationship and how he reacted to somebody sitting during the national Anthem as a soldier. And he suggested the following. This is another quote an interview with Boyer. We came to a middle ground where he would take a knee alongside his teammates. Soldiers take a knee in front of a fallen brother's grave to show respect when we're out on patrol, you know, and we got a security halt. We take a knee and we pull security. So it was after a conversation with a soldier that Kaepernick decided to solidify what is now the understood protest that has been co-opted and spread by other players to take a knee during the anthem. It was done as a way to take in the soldier's point of view Mm. to this protest.
1: You know who I think think knew knew about that? Like everything that you just expressed, do you you know how many people I think actually knew about the connection to the military thing and all that? Absolutely freaking nobody! (laughs) Like I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. I just thought, oh well, he's he's kneeling because that's not standing. Like that's literally it to me. That's all I thought we were talking about here. But I didn't realize it was like it's a fallen comrade thing. Which again, there's symbolism there. He's like saying, look, I'm part of the African African American community, and uh, we've got fallen comrades who are not getting justice in his view, and so I'm doing a thing that's sort of a simile of that and. And that's why this matters. So already, so that, already episode yes. zero. Already, I've learned a thing.
0: Yes, and that's and that's p- part of part of what I want to kind of get out of here. Now, it is also important to mention that Colin Kaepernick is a very uh, imperfect messenger for this. Uh, he is somebody that seems to bear the hallmarks of uh, taking the express route into activism. Mm. He was, uh, you know, had a lot of talking points that might not have been perfect and he might have wanted kind of a mulligan on among them. The fact that he did not vote in the 2016 election, uh, uh, which uh, was obviously a big deal. He was a big, important political figure as he was doing this protest. He wore a Fidel Castro, uh, a t-shirt and got lit up for it by the Miami media, which does not take kindly to Fidel Castro and Fidel Castro is probably not the kind of person that, You know, uh, uh, the more you read about him, you want to put him on a T-shirt and necessarily bring into a movement that is about a very specific thing. Uh, However, it did cost Colin Kaepernick his job for all intents and purposes. This is a 2017 NFL season that is poor in quarterback play. There are not a lot of great quarterbacks in the league. He certainly would be somebody that should merit a backup position. And yet he has not been hired. It is. Fairly clear, I think, that if he had had no record of on the field activism and people paying attention to him for it and wasn't a quote unquote distraction to NFL franchises, seven owners of which donated more than a million dollars to Donald Trump, uh, either during the campaign or for the inauguration, that he might have a job. But that all was a sports story. Scott, mm-hmm. it became not a sports story. Uh, and we have the the sound here over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, when all of a sudden what what had been in its own little silo and, and was a political element to a sports story became a sports theme to a politics story. When uh, the president of the of the United States campaigning for Luther Strange in uh, the Alabama special election, which takes place today, uh, decided to. Not talk about Alabama politics or Washington politics, for that matter, but instead what, uh, what,
1: what, what, what we had here. All right, let's, it a, let's give it a listen. Standing at a podium, President Donald J. Trump. Here you go. This is not part of a speech, but live with it. Yeah, this, this is people that, the people that found t- this. I probably should have noted.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> That's totally fine. All right, here
2: we go. Would love to see one of these NFL owners? when somebody disrespects our flag,
1: to say, get that son of a bitch
2: off the field right now. Out. He's fired. Wow. He's fired!
1: Okay. I'm going to try hard not to be all commentating on the, yo, I have a catchphrase from my reality show, and I just whipped it out here at the last second and tried to capitalize on it at least one more time. I'm going to try to ignore that that was said. Because for me, everything this man says colors everything he says. In other okay. words, in other words, him getting up and saying, these coaches should do this. It's hard for me to take him seriously, even if I even if I want to think that he's just so patriotic that anything like this is an affront to the flag or the freedom it represents. I can't do it because he then slips in the catchphrase from his TV show that he used to do. I yeah, can, I can't do it. Like All other things aside, just in a vacuum, that one moment, I can't freaking do it. Now, that being said, I will attempt to have this discussion about what he actually said and what kerfuffle it kicked up and try to forget the fact that he's just using key phrases and words that he knows riles up a bunch of angry Southern people.
0: Well, and listen, I I, I do want to push back on angry Southern people because according to a, a Quinnipiac poll... Uh, Only 36 percent of all Americans thought that uh, or said that they approved of players choosing uh, not to stand during the national anthem. So this is an unpopular thing by most polling. We will see what happens going forward, because in general, as uh, and hopefully we can post all these notes here, because I think there's really good reading five thirty eight which does obviously a lot of data uh, data science reporting mm-hmm. uh made the point that all uh, uh civil rights protesting kind of by definition starts unpopular and then gets more popular. Uh so we will see where it goes, but there is no doubt that Donald Trump highlighting this is him coming down on a
1: popular side uh, not only for his base but for the country at large. Okay, fair enough. Uh Here's the deal. 36% of people approve of them taking a knee. Yes. Uh, assuming, you know, I, polls are weird. So, you know, you can't really say the rest are hardcore against it or for it, rather. Because um, who knows? That stuff breaks down in, in very weird ways. But I would say this. If he is in Alabama. Yes. He's talking to a football state they're into it man uh, texas is always gets the limelight but really alabama state uh, uh, like high school college football a big deal down there right huge yeah. deal people Ball love tide. it they war res-
3: da- war dam eagle
1: yeah and they and they respond to stuff like this also being uh, a state not known in fact the quite the opposite known for its racial inequality on a very historic level there are many things we could go back to in the civil rights movement and go, oh yeah, that was in Alabama. Oh yeah. That other thing that was in Alabama
0: Alabama has as a, 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 a racial history. They I have a
1: racial it. history. That is not yeah. me saying, well, whatever this is, this shows about me just saying things. And if you guys disagree, you can call in and tell me, but sure. Uh, so he is, he has got a, 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 a stadium full, well, not full, sort of full, kind of full. Yeah. Okay. Turnout full of what I can see from panned out camera shots, mostly white, Dudes, a few, a few white ladies, a couple of people of color, for the most part, white dudes. And he gets up and he says what he says in the context of who's like, who's who is first of all, who's kneeling black players. Never talks about why they're kneeling. Never talks about what what caused them to think that that was the right thing to do, whether or not they're being buttholes about it, whether or not the rest of the country believes it's an OK thing to do. Never once mentions why they're kneeling, and I mean since then, before then, or ever.
0: Uh, in fact, specifically has said uh, that he has that this is not a racial issue. When when questioned on uh, the tarmac of, I, I believe, leaving Alabama about uh, this specific issue, uh, they would ask the racial context of this specific issue rather. He said, "There's no race involved in this. He's just talking about players kneeling during the national anthem and how disrespectful." it yeah, is. Yeah, but if you ask the players
1: if it's racial, uh-huh. they would say, "They would yeah. say, they would say, oh well, uh, maybe if uh, black men stop dying in the street because police are using uh, ridiculous racist, uh, you know, methods or whatever, then you get a very different story." So him saying it's not about race may mean, you know, that's him saying, "Well, what I'm saying, I don't mean it racially," but that's yeah. the whole reason it exists is race. The whole reason they're doing it in the first place is race. You can't take the race out of it. The minute you take the race out of it, then it's stupid. Then you have people going, "Well, what's more un-American than than kneeling during the anthem?" Well, I can think of a lot of things, like saying there are very fine people on the side of the of the freaking uh, the the Nazi uh, stuff that was going on just a couple of yeah. months ago. Like, I don't want to get into all that necessarily, but my point is to say that this has nothing to do with race. Is to say you don't know what's going on. You don't know what this is for. Now, whether or not you agree that police have been too brutal, or that black men have been dying at the at the heels of police, or the police have been completely wronged in the scenario. I understand yeah. those points of view and I totally get it. But even if you think that, you can't possibly think this doesn't have something to do with race. You either think you have to you have to at least think, well, it's because of race. Now, whether or not there's racial tension that I agree with that would make a player do this, that's a whole different argument. But he's still well, doing it for racial reasons.
3: There's,
0: yes, yes. And, and we will, we will kind of get into the larger uh, conversation. Re- real quick, let me just uh, mention that this is not the first time that Donald Trump has ventured into these waters. He uh, specifically mentioned how Colin Kaepernick was not hired yet by an NFL team and as yet by the time that we record this has uh, not been hired. Uh, he, uh, quoted at a rally in Louisville, Kentucky said, uh, uh that the owners don't want to get, this is the quote. They don't want to get a nasty treat from Donald Trump. Do you believe that? Uh, end quote. No, is the answer, by yeah. the way. Uh, quote, the people of Kentucky believe, uh, they come be, the people of Kentucky because they like it when some people actually stand for the American flag. So let's get to that as the counterpoint to your conversation. And then we can kind of open, uh, open up everything for calls. All right argument that is made from the other side to what you said is regardless of whether what this is about it should not be done during the anthem because even if you are trying to draw attention to something that you find to be very very important you are not serving your cause by disrespecting the country and disrespecting the troops uh, while mixing your message. Why would you poison your message if you think it is so important with this disrespect for country and and those who have sacrificed their lives uh uh, uh you know while you're doing it? That that is that is uh just baseline, disrespectful, and stupid if you want to bring attention to a larger cause. That, that would be the other side of the argument correct. as I could represent it. If you want to make a better cause, then you can go ahead and call in at 801 285 9395. That is of course when you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash frogpants at eleven o'clock Pacific noon mountain time. That would be two Eastern. Uh if you call us while you're listening to the podcast, I don't know what'll happen. I guess Scott will get a call on his phone. You'll and, get and, like and,
1: a you'll get like a voicemail or something and it'll it'll send you nowhere. So I wanna so you just illustrated while we went for our first call. You've you've illustrated that point of view pretty well. The point yeah. of view of, of those who oppose that is if your flag as an American and if your anthem and if your country is not in your estimation uh, having your back. In other words, if you feel like this, the, the odds are stacked against you, the justice is not happening for you and maybe those like you. Yeah. Then in their mind, their stance is this is a quiet, this is a nonviolent This is a not-in-your-face form. I mean, it is in your face, but it's a form of nonviolent protest. It is an exercising of the very First Amendment rights that that flag represents in our Constitution. So, that's the side I'm on, right? I'm not going to come to the show, by the way, folks, with some kind of middle ground attitude about any of this stuff. I don't understand why this is a problem and why Donald Trump, on Twitter mainly, uh thinks that he should be able to tell the nfl what to do or at least tell the owners what to do uh what they should and shouldn't do their private enterprises they don't have to do anything he says so they can do whatever they want to do and if a team has a policy that says you guys stand during the anthem no matter what well all right that's different then the yeah. player can quit and go i mean everyone always talks about the free market then let it work here because it's the same thing in my opinion to be able to stand up and say that is the most horrendous thing you can do to show disrespect to your country and not say that to 200 men walking with tiki torches chanting white supremacist bullshit in open air, that that's not an affront to who we are and what we are. I don't understand that disconnect. It makes zero sense to me that you can think the one and not think the other. I don't understand it. What they're doing is quiet, nonviolent, non-provoking. All it is, I mean, sure, you could argue it provokes a bunch of anger. Sure, I get it. But-
0: I think I think that there, is, there is an element to this protest that is supposed to be in your face. It is supposed to be we are doing something subversive uh, because w- that's the only way that we can get this issue in front of the face of the most amount of people that that is an element of protesting that uh, I don't think is, is controversial at all, that you are doing something that should tweak people a little bit on another level beyond what your cause is so they will pay attention to your cause, mm-hmm. uh, that, that there is a, an, an, an affliction of the comfortable to the idea that you would do anything subversive during the uh, national anthem. And by the way, there, there is a history of it in sports. Uh, I believe it was uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf in the NBA that, that uh, I think kneeled and put his hands over his face in prayer because he uh, felt that Muslims were treated uh, uh, unfairly in America. I might be getting that wrong, but you can, people can correct me on that. And also, by the way, if there's anything that I uh, mentioned in terms of the factual kind of narrative of this that you disagree with or think I misrepresented, hit me up, justinrobertyoung at gmail.com. I, I want to make this a dialogue, and I'd like to, uh, with each show, kind of go back and if there's anything clarifying from the last show that people want to email in, then I'd love to make that a uh, part going forward. I do want to get to one thing before we go any further.
1: Hold and on that one, is- quick, one quick. Uh, let's see if this call comes through. I want to make sure I'm doing this right. Sorry not to interrupt. All right. looks like it works. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Everett. Everett. How are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you calling from?
2: Uh Calling from Battle Creek, Michigan.
1: All right. Awesome. Tell us what's on your mind. What do you think about all this?
2: Well, Well, I I don't think it's disrespectful that uh, you know to actually kneel at you know the towards the flag. I think that shows a great deal of respect. What gets me is the whole white supremacy thing. Maybe I'm missing some of the detail. Um, what I'd like to find out is actually what is the president saying, and you know I I think I'm missing some information here.
1: You mean, what is he saying? What has he been saying since this broke in Alabama in terms of uh, his speech and what he sort of said since?
2: Yeah. What, I mean, is he against people kneeling? Because, you know, I, I was brought up in a football family mm-hmm. and it was nothing out of the ordinary to kneel, uh, you know, uh, you know, to the flag during the singing of the national anthem. It doesn't seem odd to me.
1: Mm. Well, that's a good point. Um, so, Justin, are they- well,
0: I'll tell you what—he he teed me right up because this is what I was going to say. I, I will I will tell you exactly what he has said. Uh, not only did we play uh, uh, the clip from his rally in Alabama, but these are some of the tweets that he sent out the next day. If NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting our flag and country, you will see a change uh, take place fast. Fire or suspend. NFL attendance and ratings are way down boring games yes but many stay away because of love of our country the league should uh, back the United States uh, he then retweeted a bunch of NFL boycott stuff uh, made a, uh, a retweeted Pat Tillman who was of course the NFL or the uh, Arizona Cardinals player that died in combat after he left the NFL to join the fight in Afghanistan uh, before he was killed by friendly fire but uh, he then went on about how many players were booed uh, while they kneeled yesterday. Uh, these fans demand a respect for our flag.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, I'm, I have a thought on that I'm going to bring up in a second. Hi, who, uh, new call on the air. Who's this? Uh, actually, this oh. is Everett. Again, oh, okay. I got yeah, I lost you there. Sorry, yes. no problem. So so, it, yeah. so basically, a string of tweets, I would argue most of them were stupid and dumb, and my favorite was the one where he says... Uh, General Kelly agrees with me like it was this weird like my mom says that you suck kind of moment which was very strange but he basically just thinks that uh, well he does his typical pattern which is he comes out and says the NFL sucks the ratings are down no one's watching games none of which is backed up with any data um, by the way and then launches into, it's because people aren't uh, doing the national anthem and they're staying away in droves because of it. We need to bring that respect back, and the team owners need to force these players to do it. That's basically been his stance. The stance of the other side has been they can protest any way they want. In fact, the very freedoms he claims that these people die for are the freedoms to do exactly what these players are doing. And when you have an entire team staying in the locker room, another set of entire teams... Coming out on the field and taking the kneel. Uh, in the case of Dallas, they 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 kneeled before the anthem and stood for it. Like everybody seems a- to kind of be doing their own thing. Everybody
0: knelt before the anthem, including owner Jerry Jones, who had reportedly uh, no hard reporting on this, but this is kind of a, a rumor and innuendo that he was very strict that anybody who knelt during the anthem on the Dallas Cowboys would face repercussions immediately. Uh, so they did it before the anthem and still got booed yeah. by the crowd. So they knelt and then they stood for the anthem. Uh, so, and, and that was
1: the problem. So let me ask you this question. If they booed, what are they yeah. booing? What are they booing? They're if booing, it's the if it's the anthem's the problem, why are they booing? They're booing
0: the disrespect of America. And by the way, to Donald Trump's credit, uh, there is data on declining both NFL ratings and uh, uh, NFL attendance. Uh, now, there's a lot of reasons that you can point to that including high ticket prices and a decline of on-field play and an increase in other things that people can do with their entertainment dollar. However, it is it is true that specifically the big uh the the, the big franchise uh games like Sunday night football have seen a decline in ratings. Although on aggregate yesterday was up 3%
1: ratings wise for all games compared to last year. Yeah, shocking that that happened after all this controversy. Also, I would I would I would say you can it's easy to say numbers like that and and then give causality for it that we don't know why their ratings are any different or higher or lower at any given time any more than anybody can do their magic and say well uh, let me give you the exact one reason in a single tweet why movies have failed to to live up to box office standards this summer like it's one of the worst summers in in the history of movies well why it's not because people weren't standing up or sitting down during anthems or any of that stuff you can apply whatever causality you want to anything. By the way, thanks for the call. I'm going to make room for the next caller. Uh, but but do you see what I'm saying, Justin? Like That kind yeah. of stuff fell on big, fat, deaf ears for me because it happens every time. He'll say things like, oh, SNL, ratings are the worst they've ever been because he's mad that somebody made fun of him on SNL the night before. It's yeah. always his standard answer, and it always sets me off, and it makes it harder for me to see what's in front of me. It's harder for me to go, all right, wait, 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 back up, everybody. This is about... You know, let's look at the actual issues. The players are upset about this. Fans are upset at the players for this. Those who support him think this. Like it's harder for me to suss that stuff out because I'm all caught up on the fact that he's like, ratings are in the toilet. Dip dip dip, dip. Games so are let boring.
0: Me ask, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question.
1: All right, go ahead. From the other side of this. All right.
0: What protest would you draw a line at? Like, let's say it wasn't Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the anthem. It was players. Burning a flag after the game, or 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 before before a game, or something like that, or posting on Instagram a video of them burning the flag is is and it was to draw attention to the causes that we have mentioned, which is specifically police brutality and and uh you know uh, systemic racism in America. The answer is, is that
1: the, far. As is, as is the answer is none of those things. I would tell them to stop. I may not like them. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't like the idea. Let's let's say that at the uh, during the at the anthem five players whipped out small mini flags and set them on fire with, with big lighters. Yeah. I would go, Oh guys, too far. Why are you doing that? But I would want them to have the freedom to do it. And if the team said, shut that shit down and kicked them off, then I would respect that as well because that's their prerogative. To a privately now, to owned fair, team.
0: Trump, Trump is not saying that they should be arrested. He is saying that people should boycott the NFL because they are not stomping this out. That is his point. His point is meandering, and as much as you got to put together a million tweets to kind of get a fuller (laughs) picture, his idea is, look, the owner should tell the commissioner that if you don't stand for the national anthem, there will be league-wide repercussions, and if the commissioner won't do it, then each and every owner should say, if you don't do this, we will suspend you or fire you or release you. Uh, He has cited... The uh, uh, NASCAR, uh, as saying uh, NASCAR, apparently all their owners came together and said, "If anybody demonstrates against the national anthem for NASCAR, you will face immediate repercussions." I don't know if that was quite the scourge uh, of of NASCAR, <laughs> uh, but yeah. they have certainly taken a stance against.
2: Well,
1: it. yeah, NASCAR, boy, look look at all the 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 racial diversity in the NASCAR crowd, uh, looking for comeuppance for their various inequities. I'm sure that. I'm sure that there's no way that those two things can be conflated together by one Donald Trump. We have a caller on the line. Who's this? Hey, this is Ryan. How are you guys doing? Hey, Ryan. Good. Where are you right. from? Where are you calling from?
3: I'm uh, calling from Ohio. calling uh, just a little bit uh, east of
1: Cleveland. Oh, very nice. i like to find out where you guys are from because I think it informs the discussion here to kind of know what parts of the country are oh, yeah. from. Anyway, what's on your mind? Oh, you
3: need a little mis- Midwest flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Always. <laughs> So what are you thinking? What's on your mind about this issue?
3: Well, I mean, I, I just had to drop my kids off at school and come back. I'm trying to catch this new show you're doing here. Um, I watch a lot of your, a lot of your other stuff. Um, but I'm really kind of liking this because, you know, we get to talk a little bit. Anyhow, um, what I've been you know, about Trump, it always cracks me up how people, it's, it's just Trump this, Trump this, Trump this. It's like, I'm a very conservative person. I've been my entire life. You know, I grew up a blue collar a blue collar guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I see this happening on the NFL. Been a big fan of the Browns forever. I know,
4: spare the jokes. <laughs> hey, what you got? That, a, you but, got to root um, for your?
1: Exactly. You got a roof for your home team? I totally get it. It's, it's. I, I listen. The Jazz every year. I want the Utah Jazz to win something, and they don't. But I still do it. So I get it. I'm with you.
3: I, I right, but it just cracks me up. Uh, people, people give Trump too much power. I'm a conservative. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think Trump's an actual conservative, <laughs> but let's just get, let me just say that. But, but I mean, I I don't understand where he gets all this power. People just, you know, well, Trump said this, and so the NFL is doing this. It had nothing to do with that. All right. Because
0: we're kneeling way before he said anything.
1: All right. So this is uh, a good, this is a good what, point. Uh, I- well, let
0: me let me let me let me ask you a question. Uh, 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 do you mind uh, telling us uh, uh, whether or not you were a Trump voter right. as as a conservative? Uh, I know many conservatives by the end of it, uh, because they did not like Hillary so much they they held their nose and voted for Trump. You were in a very influential state. Did um, you,
3: did you I'm them? not going to say who I voted for.
4: Yeah.
0: Um,
3: but I will say that my opinion of why um, Trump won was because the Democrats put forward, and i I've, I've voted Republican and Democrat before. Yeah, um, I I am not an R or a D. I do not. I will not label myself that because I think that that's one of the biggest problems that our nation has. Is yes. oh, it's either this one or that one. Sure. I think it's just two sides of the same coin. Right. My opinion, right. but um, I will say that I think the reason why she lost she. Trump won was because the Democrats put forward an even worse candidate than the Republicans
0: did. Hmm. I I think that that is a statement that is uh, uh, very pervasive amongst the states that so far have called in Michigan and Ohio, which, by the way, were very, very important in the election because that's uh, how Trump won the the electoral college. Uh, All right. So let me ask you this then. Uh, uh, What was your reaction or is your reaction to those protests in general, people kneeling during the flag? Is it something that you cringe at or, or understand?
3: Well, let me hear. I me. My my grandfather was in a recon unit in World War II. Um, my father served uh, in the Navy during the Vietnam War. I have a lot of family in the military. My best friend right now is a, is, a, is an Army major, down in Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, I myself did not serve in the military, so I'm not going <laughs> to claim by default that I have some you know connection. Even though I just pouted off a bunch of people that I know,
4: I respect what they did.
3: So when I saw that, I turned the TV on, had the pregame on, I was ready to ready to rock and roll. You know. Washington football. When I saw that happen, I got up. I just shook my head. I turned off the cable box. I turned off the TV. I walked outside. I have a flag flying outside during football season. That's a Cleveland Brown flag. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I took it down. I took it off. I put my American flag back on. I put the, I put the flag back in the thing. I came back in the house and I hopped on the computer and played a little heroes of the storm while I waited for the Indians to come <laughs> on at four o'clock.
1: All right. So that answers Justin's question. He did not like that. He found that to be offensive <laughs> enough to go do all the things you did and here's my question to you, okay? And I want I and I mean this in the most the most um, open-minded way I can mean it. That's not even the right words I'm using. Thank God
3: for that. Here's here's what I want to <laughs>
1: ask from you. So you've got you've got family, even immediate family, who were involved in various conflicts. Uh, men who did brave things for our country so that freedom could reign. And I get it, and I love that, and I respect it hundred percent. And I course i don't have a big reason to can't imagine kneeling or protesting the the national anthem and or the flag uh that all being said do you feel like they were fighting and some of their friends were dying for the flag or were they fighting and dying for something greater like say i don't know you could say the constitution or the principles around what the flag represents in other words you want them to respect the flag, but aren't? But isn't this a form of that? In other words, they fought for their rights. Oh, I
3: agree with you. To show, oh, no, no, no. To show I their discontent. Agree with
1: you. Yeah. So so I guess what I'm saying I is, believe, and yeah. so and so did you? You went outside, took down the Browns flag, and you put up your flag. You made decisions and did things that you should have every right to do because you weren't cool with sure. what they pulled off. I guess, I, I guess what I'm getting at is it is possible, I think, and a lot of Americans may not be admitting this out loud, it is possible to hold these two ideas in your head at the same time. Do you see what I'm saying? I agree do you see what 100%. I'm saying?
3: All right.
1: Yep. When, he, my
3: opinion on that is they have every right to do what they're doing. Yeah. They want to kneel during the flag? They can do that. They want to turn around, pull the pants down, and slap their own rear and butt cheeks at the flag. I can do
0: that too. You know, you can do whatever you
1: want. The FCC may not like that as much. I really hope
0: life. they don't do that. Yeah. I don't want to see that.
1: Well, thanks for your, but, you know. uh,
0: uh, but, but that, but that for you was something that ruined the product. Uh, so much so that, that, uh, as a lifelong Browns fan, who somebody who is a Browns fan enough and God bless you for, for, uh, uh, you know, being so far into it, that has been that bad that you want to buy a flag to, to fly it. But, uh, but you, you that 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 broke your your fandom for for that day, or or you know, is this something that uh, uh you would like to see action taken by the NFL for?
3: No, no. I listen. They have the right to do that. Yeah, I have the right to disagree with it. Exactly. Um, I'm not one of those people who's gonna who's gonna run up to a a person who's a liberal and just start screaming the other. That's not who I. That's not who I am. You know, you've got your some a lot of people's mentalities. They're ingrained in it, mm-hmm. and there's no change in that. Yeah. So we're just all odd times. Most of the time I think we're just gonna have to learn to agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. Um, did it change it for all time? I don't know. I don't know. I'll check next
4: week. I
1: love football. I yeah. love football. Football is great. Although well, uni- their uniforms are shitty, though. You guys, you guys know that, though, right? They're ugliest uniforms in the NFL. I just want to put that out there. The, Who's Cleveland-, that? the Cleveland Browns have the ugliest oh, Come uniforms.
0: On. He's a Browns fan. You're going to pick on a Browns fan? They're so <laughs> oh, ugly. Man.
1: Just wa- Even if you just watch that movie with uh, Kevin Costner in it where the Browns are like the hot thing. Those right, are they're, okay. they're no, I'm, horrible. I'm
0: stepping in. I'm stepping in. Uh, we, 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 we don't want to have a, such unimaginable cruelty on this show that we're picking on the Browns fan. That's
3: is, a good point. Is
0: that all played in the fall. Yeah. Brown and orange are fall colors.
3: No, I'm, I'm with saying. you.
1: I'm with you. But they also they That's look it. like those That's they it. look like those candy corns nobody wants at Halloween.
0: Okay, all right. Hey, <laughs> listen. Uh, That's true. <laughs> Except for the yellow. <laughs> in, in, enjoy LeBron before he uh, uh, leaves you again. Yeah, we'll uh, see you later. Thank you
1: so much for calling in. We uh we got oh that one just blipped out right as I was about to get it. If you're calling, keep calling in. Sometimes it'll ring and you won't get in. Oh, here we go. I got one right here. This is uh who's this? Who do we have on the line? Oh, they haven't answered yet. Maybe they will. Okay, here we go. Hi, you're on the air. Who's hello. This? Hello. Who's this?
5: Yellow. Yeah, this is Jay from Nashville, Tennessee. hi uh, Nashville,
1: How are Tennessee. Represent. Sweet. Uh, ten- go Titans. I guess. Uh, what, yeah, the, so uh, so lay it on us. How you feel about all this?
5: Uh, let me ask you this question: Everyone is saying that the players are exercising their First Amendment rights to do this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Where in the Constitution does it say the sitting president gives up his First Amendment rights? Can he not say what he wants?
1: Oh, of course he can. Yeah. In
5: fact, he. Yeah, this, and this is the you know keep in mind the, the this is at a rally where. This is his energy. Yeah, and, you know, uh, <clears throat> he gets the crowd. He gets gets hyped up. Maybe he had a little barbecue. A little shout out to Dreamland there. Uh, <laughs> and maybe he goes off script. You know, he goes off script. It's classic Trump. I don't see why people are
4: blowing this out of proportion.
1: Well, okay, so he. It's absolutely classic Trump. No I, question. I, I,
0: I, I totally agree with you. I I, I for I a hundred percent think. That And this is where I'm, I'm speaking to people that don't like Trump right now. Mm-hmm. If you don't like Trump, the more you talk about this anthem thing, the more you are not letting the fact that he's basically running against his old advisor. They have backed uh, uh, separate candidates today in Alabama in this special election. He wound up backing the, in, the establishment candidate while Steve Bannon and Breitbart are backing uh, the, the other side. That's going to be a loss for him. If he uh, if, if the polls hold today, the fact that health care has again failed to be uh, repealed, which is something that he has championed, the more everybody talks about this cultural uh, uh, of back and forth, the less these things have uh, real estate in, in the national conversation.
1: So. Here, I don't. Let, it let, is, let I, me let me throw this in real quick to that because I because I agree with you to a point. The problem is this yes, it's classic Trump. Yes, the more we feed, and the media is no help. They freaking love this, so they're loving it. Um, they can say all day, Why isn't he talking about Puerto Rico? Well, it's because you guys are helping it by just we're launching a podcast talking about
0: this because we know people right, want to talk about
1: it, right? So it's, a, it's an, an experiment, as an experiment, as an experiment, I
5: recorded every single sports show that airs on television and every single one of
1: them let off they're all talking about it i understand that but here's what here's where i want to make a a little bit of of a point and i think this is important yes sometimes you can just mark trump off as trumpy and he's doing trump things but in this particular case i am not a black man in america and i don't have that perspective that perspective makes this different it isn't just orange Cheeto man in the office yelling things he knows are going to rile his base up. I mean, it is that, but it's more than that. When he, you know, in the minds of African American people in this country and those who I know personally have talked to about this issue. And I I didn't just say my, some of my best friends are black. All right. That's not what I'm doing. But what I'm saying is their concerns are,
0: but it it is, but, but it's true, but But it's true.
1: It is is kind of true. I mean, I'm a white guy. All right. I just am. So yeah. I don't have no. the I, <laughs> I don't have the the same perspective they do, and that perspective includes a lot of stuff that is outside my purview. So what that means is do we just say, oh, well, everybody at that Nazi rally literally he said there were many fine people at that Nazi rally. And in this case, he called them sons of bitches. And they should get off the freaking well, to field. To be
4: fair, he he didn't call them
5: all that. It was the hypothetical one
1: that was kneeling. It's a doesn't I'm what I'm saying, you're right. But what I'm saying is that's not how that sounds to somebody who grows up black in America. That's what I'm saying. Uh, are you're you, talking to one. I, I know that, but what I'm saying is if you if you are the only Wait, hold on, how do you know I'm black? Well, I don't know you're black. Uh, but because I take your word for it. But my point is if you if 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 black people Uh, have a perspective that I can't relate to, I don't think it's fair that I get to pretend like I do or pretend it doesn't matter or act like it's not part of this. And that's where my big hang-up with all of this stuff goes.
4: Well, let me tell you this. The black man, that card gets overplayed way too much. Okay. Wasn't expecting that, were
1: you? No, (laughs) no, No, I'm just... I'm trying to figure out where we go from that was, there. That was an
4: amazing
0: laugh, by the way. I like, I like the, I like the, I, I just imagine you like pulling your Dracula cape in front of your face with that laugh. That was great.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, see you later. Okay, uh, we'll talk to you later. Let's take wait, another sorry, call.
0: Wait, so wait, wait, I, I didn't catch what he said right before. Uh, uh, uh he said, as a black man, they get what?
1: The, the people play the black card too too often. Is what he's saying.
0: I think that that's uh, specifically with black conservatives. That is a common complaint that, that the representation of the quote unquote black experience, black experience is really a liberal black experience. And that the, the conservative black experience is not uh, tolerated. I, I I have heard that before sure. uh, said publicly. So I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe that he is, is out of pocket. No, that.
1: I'm not saying that that he even is my point is, why does that make anything one person does or doesn't do with their silent protest any more valid or less valid than anybody else's? And that's that's the tone of that call, and it's a tone of a lot of this conversation. I don't mean me and you, but I mean the national conversation we're having right now is that, well, the team should clamp down. There's an absolute, and the absolute is the anthem, and nothing else should matter. Well, tell that to the guy where it does matter, and it does matter to him, so he should get to do it, and we shouldn't have to all lose our minds when he does it. And we should have to – what we should do, in my opinion, if we're talking about what people should do, is we should go, hmm, wonder why he's doing that. Certainly not helping his job prospects, speaking of Kaepernick anyway. Uh, What's his other motivations here? Maybe he's got something to say. Maybe we should look into things. Maybe we should check out our justice system and make sure everything's balanced the best it can be. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yes, it's about the the battle, not about the war. But instead, we just go hard in and dig our feet in and go – f you it's the tr- anthem get out of this country if you don't like it is well, so sh- well, me, short-sighted
0: like i think that again part of that reaction is baked into the idea of the protest it is baked into that it is is to say listen i am silently demonstrating uh, because and i want to kind of affect you in your comfortable life to white america i want to jar you a little bit now hopefully that is just the delivery method that makes you think about the thing that I am doing, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody is standing in front of you with a sign uh, on the street, they want to make you go around them and affect how you're walking, and they hope that the disruption in your day, the disruption in your life, brings you to a larger thought process. So yeah. let me ask you this hypothetically. All right. Let's say that you know the, the idea of polling on civil rights issues um, and protest generally, like we mentioned before, with five thirty eight uh, goes makes the the protests get more popular. But let's say that it makes it less popular. Mm. And the fact that the president is on this uh, of taking this very hard line on this and uh, recommending boycotts for the NFL unless issue unless a, a a more strict way of going about this is taken, does the method by which Colin Kaepernick and now other players have chosen to protest this? The idea that they are saying, hey, look, this is not my America because and they want you to pay attention to the because more than this is not the America that I want to stand for. Does that make the protest less? Does it make the protest fail mm. if this uh, if, 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 if 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 let's say these things. Uh, become less popular than they are right now.
1: No, then it becomes worse, probably. I mean, if he if he's successful in getting uh, a portion of the nation to bo- boycott the NFL to a bottom-line effect for its owners, its teams and its owners, then it only gets worse because then people will stand their ground. My My problem with what Trump does is it's textbook authoritarian, and it's telling—it's in a position of great power telling people— what to do uh, is always something I balk at. There's just no way. Yeah, I
0: mean, this, but this, like, is not, this isn't rare, necessarily. But uh, Presidents have waded in, although not quite as bombastically, yeah. on social issues, uh, always. I mean, it was uh, a sister soldier for Clinton. It was body count for, for Bush. Uh, uh, are you detecting a pattern of, of people that... Uh, <laughs> Uh presidents wind up uh but that that is a bipartisan issue. Presidents attack black celebrities uh on on a fairly regular basis.
1: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh fits. Si- six, is that it? Fitz F I T Z Oh, fits. like fits. fitz,
0: fitz, fits oh, like as in like Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald,
1: yeah. got up, it. Fitz, what's up? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Fitzgerald, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. what's
1: up? What's on your mind?
2: Now, I, well, I agree with everybody else talking about it's something that's been happening in sports for a while. I, I wanted to pose the question, now, what do we do? We just take that to all sports, like the NBA, that has more worldwide, pl- worldwide players in, in its, you know, and what if they kneel? Everybody kneel, a lot of people kneel through the anthem before it was a big deal. Yeah. so and that's just what I wanted so, to touch no, on.
1: That's really good. I appreciate your call. Uh, so, so I was going to ask this. Uh, the, M- yeah. the MLB dude did it the other day. He's the first in the MLB to do it
0: in Oakland, which, uh, you know, favorable
1: crowd for that. Sure. Um, Do you think do you think that sort of thing spreads to other? I mean, what are we going to see in other seasons when they start? Are we going to suddenly see it? We have stuck on the fact that Donald Trump attacked uh,
0: the players kneeling for the anthem. But that was not all of his uh, stick to sports weekend. He also uh, officially disinvited the uh, Steph Curry specifically. Uh, the, and the Golden State Warriors probably more broadly from a visit to the White House. He uh, attacked Steph Curry, who gave an interview saying that the Warriors were going to have a team-wide meeting before their mini camps uh, about whether or not they wanted to attend the White House. Steph Curry said personally his vote would be no. So Donald Trump took to Twitter, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want
1: to uh, misquote him. Yeah, I'd so. hate, I'd hate to misquote Trump on Twitter.
0: I'd hate to miss I mean, listen, he puts this out here so we know, uh, we and know while exactly. you're lo-
1: while you're looking that up, I do want to make one thing very, very clear. I think that it is also I mean, take take away all the controversies right now about whether or not Twitter's allowing Trump to threaten people on Twitter and others aren't. So let's take that out of the conversation for a second, but he has every right to get on there and say whatever he wants to say. Sure. I am. I would never suggest that he should be forced to stop doing that any more than I think these players should be forced to stop protesting in their own way.
0: All right, so here we go. Going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn.
1: Is withdrawn! Revoked!
0: Uh, that, of course, led to LeBron James, who lost to Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant in the finals to call Donald Trump a bum and remind him that the point of... What all of that was saying that Stephen Curry had already made clear publicly that he didn't want to go. So uh, having his invitation withdrawn doesn't necessarily uh, affect things. I I would. uh, This is all shorthand for saying that the uh, NBA is far more from a top down perspective, encouraging of player protests, specifically their new commissioner.
1: I would expect player protests when the NBA season begins. I, I agree. And I will protest the jazz sucking. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this?
5: What's up, guys? This is Caleb calling from Colorado Springs, Colorado.
1: Oh, good to have you here, Caleb. Very, uh, Colorado Springs is a very conservative uh, town in Colorado, isn't it?
5: Oh, oh, yeah. It is pretty much the
1: rich white Christian capital of the entire world. So, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sweet. Well, uh, What's your take um, on all this? What are you thinking?
5: Alright, so I wanted to call in because I just had a colossal argument with my father about this the other day. And to give you some demographic information, I am a middle class white dude in his twenties. And my dad is like a a fifties, uh, white, uh, air force veteran. Okay. So in terms of the racial aspect of this, we're both pretty much clueless as to, you know, middle-class white dudes. That's who we are. All right. So there's something though, that really bothered me about this argument that I have with my dad. And that is that he said, when he saw the players taking me, that he felt it was disrespecting the flag and therefore his service to the country in the air force. And, and when I, I tried to tell him, but that's not what they're, that's probably not the point that they're trying to make. They're probably not trying to disrespect you as a rank and file military member. They're trying to make this deeper point about relations in America and whether the system supports them as much as it does you. And he, his response to that was, well, but that's how I interpret it. I interpret this as an, as a, a, an insult to my service to the country. Mm. And then the argument sort of evolved from there. And then later, when, I'm, when I was trying to convince him that he did not really, probably did not understand as a, a, a white male what, the, what life is like in the country as a black guy he said, well, how do I know what their life is like? Mm. And I was like, well, why don't you listen to them? Mm. Because that's always kind of been my perspective, right? Like, I'm a clueless white dude. I have no idea what it's like to be a minority in, in the country. So when I see these protests, like, I have a reaction first. And to be fair, I don't particularly like protesting during the anthem, but I don't like it I, it doesn't emotionally affect me that much. It was like, ah, well, I would have chosen to do that differently. Mm. And then I try to listen to why they're doing it. And the point they're making is, is well, it, like like Justin said, it started out as a point about about police brutality, and now it's kind of just general, I think, uh, life in America as a, a black person. Mm. Yeah, very,
1: and, very well maybe. I wonder sometimes if that message has gotten, like maybe it's the same message. Maybe that's, maybe they're, maybe we don't know but maybe they are all still united in the message that black uh, police violence against black people and the inequality there is well, still the uh, main issue i don't uh, i don't know. i think
0: here's there's another kind of vector to this now mm-hmm. and that is because donald trump has become so vociferous and loud on the issue that the kneeling has kind of become also an anti-trump protest
4: right Right.
0: right. So- president which is vexing too many people who have followed the Colin Kaepernick story for a long time because they feel that now this is being co-opted by a largely white uh, uh anger toward the president, and the message for well, black uh you know the black experience uh is being diluted
5: but but the the larger point that I really want to make isn't even about any of the, that sort of thing but the point i want I wanted to to, to highlight here is that my dad sees this protest right, and his immediate response is. Well, how does that affect me? Like how does that make me feel? How does how do I respond to that? Instead of thinking, Well, that's interesting. What are they thinking? Like, why are they doing this? What's the message that they're trying to send? And he did that to the entire exclusion of the message that they were trying to send, which he later admitted that he didn't get.
1: Sure. I totally get what you're saying. And uh huge thanks for your calling and tell you the rest of this off the air. But uh, and get a couple more calls in, but I'm going to say this about what he what he's saying. First of all, dads are weird and they're hard. Uh, second of all, it's it's a twisted piece of business because yes, part of this is him not listening to the message and him taking it personally, but part of protest, as Justin hinted at earlier, is about disrupting other people and their norms so that they are forced to pay attention to something, and that can feel hostile, that can feel confronting. And that can feel uncomfortable. So, yeah. so it's almost like you can't have one without the other. And this isn't to defend his dad or anyone else who may actually have, I'm not saying his dad's like this, but maybe there are people with actual racial problems here. But let's just say your dad's just like, I fought in all these wars, and this guy's not going to need, you know, look what I did. And you can kind of see where they're coming from because they're yeah. being told in their mind and in his interpretation, he's being told he sucks. And that he's not good. And so what's your reaction going to be? Oh, well, let me hear more about why you don't like me. I mean, I, I wish we were more like that as a human race. But the human the the human natural reaction, especially the older we get and the more set in our ways we get, is to, go, is, to is to push back.
0: And that's what well, your dad's let, me, let, me, let me Let me read something from the chat room here. Uh, Ace Tig points out, uh, I'm white, but I'm also transgender. I feel like no one actually listens to me or my problems, which is what actually causes the suicides among transgender people. No one listens. Uh, I don't want to say that one person's experience is everybody's experience, but I do think that an element that drives protests that are disruptive is a a element of isolation, that there's nothing that there's, you know, if if we hold rallies, the only people that already agree with us show up. Mm -hmm. If we uh, reach out to people that are like-minded, then they will only become more like-minded. There is one way to move our conversation into a larger sphere if we are not the majority. And that is to force it there, to force people to pay attention. And yes, we are going to piss people off. And yes, we are going to incur anger. But you want to know what? It'll be worth it for the people that listen to what is happening and say, wow, this drove them to those lengths. Things are that bad that they felt the need to do something that they knew might do them harm. I need to pay attention to this more and not less. And specifically, I need to listen to these people more and not less. And I think that that is an element to this. One more point of order. Uh, the national anthem was not the same presentation in the NFL until 2009. And that was in part of a Department of Defense uh, uh, spend to continue to, uh, or to put the uh, veterans on the field Uh, and televised that for recruitment purposes. Yeah. Uh, So this is something that would not have been the same kind of issue had the NFL not decided to make the national anthem a bigger part of their presentation.
1: Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the USFL and Trump's involvement in that and things that happened 30 years ago that may or may not color his particular take um, why the NFL is the target.
0: I think. I think his his relationship to the owners is probably the biggest uh, element of this. Again, seven owners uh, donated to his campaign. It would probably be safe to say that there are more than the seven that probably represent his causes. It is no secret that many NFL owners, uh, being old white rich men, tend to be more conservative. I have maintained that the reason why Colin Kaepernick does not have a job in the NFL is because nobody wants to get called an SJW cuck on the golf course when uh, when they are out there, uh, you know,
1: trying to swing it on the back nine. <laughs> uh, I will I will kind of, well, you know what? One more call and then we're going to close things out. Let's see who this is. Uh, we got one coming in from, hi, who's this and where are you calling from? Hello.
4: Hey, this is Drew. I'm well, um, from
1: Ohio. Actually. Oh, good! Another Ohioan. Hello, Drew. What's uh, what's on your mind?
4: Well, the weird thing that I think nobody's really talking about this is actually where I come from, um, which is that before I was very much not a fan of what Cap was doing. I was not a fan of Neil, mm-hmm. and then as more was talked about it, especially by the current administration, specifically Trump. I'm actually getting more behind them because of the freedom of speech argument. Because I want them to have that right mm. in the NFL to do what they feel is right.
1: Now, now that's interesting because a, I'm totally with you. By the way, in fact, I, I, th- I may have gotten there quicker. But I, I you know, I, I saw the the the, the original protest is like, okay, well, whatever that is, and I've gotten to the place where now I just want to staunchly defend it, and I don't want these team these team owners to 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 make the mistake that they should you know that that they should shut it down or whatever. Again, they have every right, but I'm way more in your in your ballpark. But this doesn't this Justin start pushing in the direction you were talking about of this has now been co opted as an anti Trump movement and not the the original point of it all, and that gets lost uh, due to uh, that.
0: That's that's certainly a, a a conversation that the the you know uh, the liberal folks are are having and people that were. The uh, backing Colin Kaepernick from the very beginning are like, "Please, do not let this become." the anti that that
1: this is the new pussy hat that this is the new hashtag resist sure and that that this is just a thing done and 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 not to say our caller i know you're not saying this you're as far as far as i know you're a a staunch conservative i don't know but but i'm but i'm kind of the same way (laughs) i tend to i tend to vote conservative i tend to think conservatively i'm a fiscal fiscal conservative like i got a lot of conservative in me but the minute you start messing with telling people what to do it's like my Mm -hmm. line it's like where i go and i feel i feel like you feel I guess I'm just bringing that up as a point of, like, what if, you know?
4: Yeah, and I I guess that's sort of where I I am now, where it's, like, the the fact of the matter is that I'm, like you said, more fiscally conservative guess like i blur that line between libertarian and republican when it comes right down to it yeah trump was not my vote um i'll be honest like that unlike the other ohioan caller i'll say i voted for johnson <laughs>
1: in a swing state look at this um, Justin throwing so. some shade on other ohioans this is awesome that's it's totally um, fine let's get a rivalry going <laughs> that's fine um i will
4: i will be a rivalry uh kid from near akron i guess um as as very last um but The the thing about it is that to me, when it comes down to it, is that I know where it came from originally and I wasn't for how they were doing it, but I was willing to listen to the reasoning and now it's because that argument is coming up and because it is becoming sort of a freedom of speech argument on top of Mm
3: -hmm. this,
4: I think more people are going to be willing to like sit down and say, Okay, maybe I was too hasty to turn my back on the entire discussion before I'm here at the table now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. And I would just say that regardless of, um, uh, where people stand on, you know, wh- whether people should, should or shouldn't do things. I think that the free, like conservatives are always talking about the free market. Great. Free market this shit. Cause that's, what's going to happen. It's going to be some teams saying, nope, you can't do it. Other teams are going to say, hey, you we respect your right as a citizen to do whatever you want, and it'll all suss itself out. And And Trump will still whine and complain, and he'll have every right to do that, and I'll still whine and complain that he's whining and complaining because I have a yeah. right to do that. And that's how this, gets, this stuff gets sussed out over time. That's how these things sort of settle out into what they're eventually going to be. And then sometimes we revisit them again, and we have a big hoo-ha, and then it kind of goes back. But this stuff is rising road stuff and eventually we kind of get there but as it stands right now with this particular issue the only thing i don't want is anybody making people do a thing that's all i don't want you can't make sure. them unless you are unless you are a company and you're paying people to be there and these teams are that yeah that's my exception outside of that trump does not get to executive order this shit <laughs> And well,
0: I, I think I think it's it's fair to say he's not. He he is he is voicing his opinion, and he is saying that people should vote with their dollar if they do not uh, uh, agree with, uh, or they, if they agree with him and they believe that this is disrespectful. Uh, one last thing, and and again, email me stuff if if I am wrong and and you have uh, uh, stuff to back it up. Uh, the the thing about Colin Kaepernick, we got into a conversation in the in in the chat room during the last caller. As far as I know, Colin Kaepernick has not been offered a job. His agent has said so. Colin Kaepernick has said so. Closest that he got were two options. Number one, he had conversations with the Seattle Seahawks. They ultimately decided to go another direction. Uh, And then he was apparently close to signing with the Baltimore Ravens when, according to Ray Lewis, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted out a picture comparing Ah, uh, Ravens owner Steve Buscemi being hugged by Ray Lewis to Samuel L. Jackson's character hugging Leonardo DiCaprio's character in <laughs> Django Unchained, uh, which is a very explosive, uh, you know, racially charged uh connection of master and slave, uh, and at that point. Yeah, uh, dude, Ravens that's got some. That's got like interest.
1: that's got like Judas Iscariot juice in it as well. That, like
0: that. That was so that according to Ray Lewis, they never offered Kaepernick a contract because of what Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted. Now, if there is other reporting on this that I have not seen, please feel free to send it to me, uh, Justin Robert at gmail.com. But that is is what I what I have. Uh, the, the extent of my knowledge is that he has not been uh, uh, offered a, a contract, and he has made clear. That he will accept a contract, Mm -hmm. uh, that he is not asking to be a starter. He is not asking for any specific amount of money. The money has not come up. He has not been even brought into the conversation that got to money.
1: Right. So who knows? Again, uh, just let us know. If you think I'm too emotional about this stuff, let me know. It's totally fine. We are open books on this thing. Uh, I I will read a quote that's been floating around a lot, but I really believe in it. I'm not even that big of a Kennedy fan, but I like this quote. Those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. And I don't ever want to see that one come true in this country, if we can help it. Again, I should say, because it's happened plenty of times. So it'd be nice if we could avoid some violent revolution and instead have some peaceful disagreements, conversations, uh, comings to the other side, that sort of thing. That's what we're going to do every week: is solve these problems by the time the t- uh, the clock ticks to the end. The
0: clock, the clock is over. Well, here, uh, uh, how about this? <laughs> I think this show went about as well as it could have gone, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I am very excited to do it again next week. Here's what I would love to do, and uh, and hopefully everybody who's watching live, just hit us up on Twitter at Justin R. Young at uh, Scott Johnson with what topic you would like to talk about next week, we can put together a poll, and we will vote on it, and we will talk about what you guys want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is something that I want to make about your opinions. Uh, we'd like to keep it as current events-y as possible, and maybe we'll make a, a, an executive order at, at, at a certain point. But for right now, I would say give us what uh, what you guys a hot button issue, but you see your friends and family fighting about on Facebook and, and, and every other media over the dinner table. Uh, hit us up uh, at Justin R. Young at Scott Johnson, what you guys want this
1: to be about. And we will
0: uh, put together a little uh, a little poll to determine who wins to go next week.
1: Yeah. And another important no- note uh, to that point would be uh oh uh, I know what it was uh we'll have we'll have a website up soon so we'll have a place to kind of go for all this stuff uh if you have any questions about how to get the show or where to get it go to frogpants.com that's where that will appear and uh like Justin said you know tap us let us know and also we don't want any who's better Picard or Kirk conversations what we're looking at is like what are the big social issues what are the divisive things what are the things that are making culture wars happen and what can we do to discuss them right here on the show? yeah uh justin R. young scott johnson that's our twitter accounts frogpants.com will be where the site will show up thank you everybody who listened everyone who subbed on the f- uh, feeds where you're catching this today if you're an old hotline monday fan and you're listening to this now thanks for sticking with it we hope you'll join us live every tuesday at noon mountain that's 11 a.m pacific time right here at frogpants.tv it'll take you straight there i guess that's it justin any final words
0: Uh, no, uh, unfriend me.
1: Yeah, unfriend me, you guys. Unfriend me. Until next time, we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.